One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Kylie Merritt, the founder of Ausbiz. Our goal at Ausbiz is to provide you with news and information you can use to make better investment decisions, whether it's live, on demand, in the newsletter, or a podcast like the COB. We make it available at no cost to you. The bigger our audience, the more we can invest in great content. So I have a favor to ask. If you could take a minute to leave a review of the COB in the Apple Podcast app, it'll help us grow. And of course, don't forget to catch up with all the best interviews each day at osbiz.com.au. Thanks for listening. From Barangaroo Studios, the Ausbiz COB is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello there. You're listening to the COB on Ausbiz. It is Thursday, the 18th of February, and I am not Nadine Blaney, as you can probably tell by my voice. I'm Scuddy, and I'm in the, uh, the driver's seat for a change, and my able co-pilot today is Annette Beecher. Annette, how's your day? Oh, we were back-to-back yet again today, CEO after CEO coming in to tell us about their company updates. Uh, most of it was good news, but, you know, I'm starting to think of a theme. Besides dividends, I'm starting to think these guys are cashed up as well. Yeah, cashed up and a lot of uh, movement underneath the surface. Looking at the uh, the X2C today, down 0.1% for the session. The extra was basically flat, but uh, that doesn't really tell the story of the other uh, session. Of course, you mentioned no. the number of C-suite interviews that we did today, which we'll get into in a second, but just so much movement beneath the surface. Looking here at a, a, a sub-index level, just some really big divergence plays going on there at the moment. Uh, for instance, having a quick look here, uh, I can see that uh, no, one area that is really, really struggling at the moment is the REITs sector, of course. A lot of focus on what's been mm. happening with bond yields, but it's really been in the walls a little bit over recent days. Any surprise there? No, not really. I mean, it's a, it's a fixed interest play, let's face it. And I think this week, US bond yields at one stage were up like 15 basis points. Uh, and of course, that's had trickle down to effect into other assets, not just REITs. For example, we saw gold collapse overnight well below 1800 So those uh, those long-run interest rates are, are really starting to uh, knock on the doors of, uh, of several asset classes. Yeah, look, uh, look, that was the worst performing sector there. Also saw some pretty big losses. Utilities was down over 1%. Same with energy. That's despite another pop in the other uh, crude oil price. It was down 1.5%. And industrials was also weaker. Uh, the bright spot was uh, the healthcare. And that's uh, basically, to a large part, CSL, the biggest uh, company by market cap on the ASX, you know, just pulled out a Another pearling result, uh, no big dividend, uh, no, and amidst what you got to say, has been a tricky operating environment. Well, exactly. It's well, healthcare stocks, I think, came in with lofty expectations. Just given with COVID, you've had to step up, you've had to streamline, you've had to share data uh, using software. We've spoken to software companies uh, this week about how to get the data to doctors in a timely manner. But I think CSL, I think it fell under the radar, uh, and so it really came out of the blocks today i think the share price was up five six percent today at one stage yeah it's uh it was a uh, really really strong it, it finished uh not quite that level but uh certainly uh still very positive for the session and helping to drag the uh the broader index back towards that break even level uh another company out today seven group holdings oh nadine went and spoke with our ceo ryan stokes about its prospects i think i heard some people describe that company as like maybe like a little bit of a, a berkshire hathaway mini version here <laughs> in australia uh so it's interesting to see uh his take that i can see that seven group holdings uh, share price down about 0.65 percent 
for the session. Uh, also, like there was just a travel trove of, uh, of various uh, no C-suite interviews that we did here today. Uh, kicked off uh, this morning. We had uh, no, uh, Matt Davey from uh, Betmakers. We had also uh, a variety of Andrew Walsh from Iris, uh, Chief Executive, who came, had a chat with us. Yes, and, uh, and that share price was up 5 6 today as well. He's he's rolling out a strategy that in some cases hasn't quite come to fruition and so it was one of the few that had decent uh, forward guidance because I think another thing about reporting season so far if we're about halfway through is what do you think? 50-50 forward guidance no forward guidance? I mean it is a tricky environment. Yeah it is interesting you know, and the ones that I would be more confident about particularly a lot of those retailers haven't been really willing to go and do it but a lot of those ones that are tied to the domestic economy I found uh, otherwise have been a little bit more willing to go and express a kind of range and I think everyone out there understands that there's still uncertainty but I know if things remain the way they've been over the past half, mm. over the half ahead, uh, I think it's, I know, we're getting to the stage where we're having a bit more clarity about what's going on. Just talking about some of those other uh, no, interviews that we had today, uh, we had uh, uh, Bruce uh, Coombs, uh, Chief Executive of CrickFee as well on the program. It, uh, it didn't have a great session, uh, but uh, certainly it's been uh, no, uh, a pretty strong performer up until today. I think that was also another company that just did a deal with what we call Advice Now, Pay Later uh, in the US. But given that deal's just been sealed, he thinks the fruits of that will be a second half story as well. Yeah, really interesting. Uh, I know you pointed that out. It's like no, they're trying to go and benefit from that, but uh, <laughs> not today at least. Also, we had uh, South 32 on the program as well, uh, a variety of other ones. Um, another company we had on, IPH, had a really big day today. Uh, huge gains. You know, intellectual property, it's a property group. I know um, reported uh, results that clearly the market likes. So it was up one of the strongest performers here uh, for the session. I think uh, the top stock for today was uh, Treasury Wine Estate, I believe. Was that top of the pops today? Yeah, tre- Treasury Wine Estate's got a double upgrade from uh, from uh, JP Morgan, I believe it was. So mm. uh, from underweight to overweight. And so it absolutely had a perler of a session. I think uh, it's, uh, from what I read, their strategy of having uh, a sort of a, a triangle into the US it was actually rubbish at the time because it was of course all things China and of course now that China has uh, thrown that wobbly at the end of last year slapping substantial tariffs on Australia's good stuff and now that we've got this triangulation with the US it turns out that TWE is wearing that uh, political tension very well. Yeah TWE shares up 16.5% uh, uh, they made it uh, intellectual uh, property holdings up 9% as well also some pretty strong gains coming through as well for Coden. Uh, a number of variety of our companies that reported yesterday as well. Uh, EML Payments, Domino's all had gains of more than 5.5%. Uh, Tabcorp as well up over 5%. ANZ, uh, it was basically the last of the uh, the big four mm. banks to go and give its trading update, its quarterly trading update. Uh, and it had a nice pop as well. It uh, closed up nearly 3% for the session. So uh, once again, it's, uh, it's looking pretty positive there. So it, I think overall what we've just described rather well is even though the, the top line index is all but unchanged there's a lot of moving parts uh, underneath yeah Fortescue also had a two percent increase that's in the back of a record dividend as well just a cash making machine at the moment <laughs> and iron ore futures mind you as well today uh, not helping uh, or, or definitely helping, helping that course as well up with a gain of five percent or so as we go to air uh, look uh, there hey, was let me jump in 
Guess what happened on macro front? We had an employment report. Macro has been fast asleep since the RBA deluge earlier this month. The employment report at face value up 29,000 was actually bang on market expectations, but the devil was in the detail and full-time employment up a massive 59,000. The market liked it. I'm sure the government and the RBA just gave a quiet tick that this uh, indicator was not too bad. Unemployment rate though at 6.4, good but not good enough. What do you reckon about all these groups who are talking about QE3 from the RBA? So we haven't even got to the end of QE1 now. QE, QET's been extended. Well, I'm looking at what's you know going how on. forward-looking the market is. Yeah, the market's <laughs> forward-looking. And I, and I know that a lot of it's because of what's going on offshore as well. But I'm looking at what's going on in this labour market. Now, the underemployment rate, which is really key. We both mm. know that uh, that's a really key piece of the cog when it comes to wage growth and then eventually inflationary pressures from a demand pool side of the equation. Um, Back to pre-COVID Yeah, it's actually it's, a, it's below. It's, mm. it's the lowest level in two years. So I'm looking at this and I'm going, well, I can see the point that keeping you know, interest rates pinned lower at the short term to go and give that confidence when it comes to uh, the directionality of the cash rate mm. over the next three or so years. But um, I'm starting to go and question whether there's uh, this desire to go and continue to pin those longer dated yields given what we're seeing. Yeah, well, we sort of uh, presented that to Prash at TD. The problem is even if the RBA thinks that the, the world is a better place from Australia, they can't afford to blink first or the Aussie dollar will be 85 cents so a lot of this will be yes we haven't finished QE1 we haven't even started QE2 but the expectations of QE3 is because the RBA are nailing their colours to the wind saying we want to see inflation and last we saw in uh, late January I think was it trim mean inflation 1.4 I mean it's not even at the bottom of the band so that's what that's the only thing they can pin themselves on and say we want to see inflation not just forecast it well Look, we're going to go back to stocks, and uh, we, we forgot to go mention the uh, the largest at CSL uh, no, out today. Uh, look, really blew the lights out. The market was pretty impressed with the result. So it was actually our stock of the day. So we spoke to Carl Capolingua from Think Markets and James Rosenberg from ELNC Value. All their thoughts on the largest listed company on the uh, on the ASX. Let's get their thoughts. The headline, it looks uh, very impressive, 45% uh, surge in net profit. Um, Revenues up 16.9%, but it was mainly on the back of their uh, flu vaccines. So obviously, given what's going on, there's a, a significantly higher demand to get that flu vaccine in advance, obviously, of the um, the COVID vaccine coming out. So my, my guess, and that's what it is, is that it's going to take a little bit longer, probably, than the market's expecting for that to occur. And, uh, and therefore, I think you want to just be remain a little bit cautious to CSL at the moment. The, mm. You know, I'm all about finding the, the right stock at the right price at the right time. And, and CSL is a fantastic stock and it has delivered great earnings growth and a great return on equity over a very long period of time. But looking at what's going on now, you know, I just can't see that growth coming through. I've got great confidence it'll continue to be a fantastic company for the long term. Uh, but I think it's a fair price. If you bought it today, with a view that you're going to have it for the better part of forever, I don't think you'd lose a minute's sleep. It is a brilliant, brilliant business. But look, the the continual development of different suite of, uh, of, of drugs and vaccines that this company's produced over time is a brilliant, brilliant business. Yeah. Not a bargain, but I'd be happy to buy it for the long term. Of course, that was James Rosenberg from ELNC Value finishing off there. So CSL, not in the portfolio before today and it ain't going in as well. So uh, another day perhaps for that one. Uh, look, Annette, we're probably going to get to, uh, we've touched about so many different things today, corporate news, no macro front, but we've really missed like, the biggest news story of them all. 
Bitcoin, 52,000. Oh, thank you for just wrapping that up. That was also mine today. I was on the, uh, the final trade of the day and we just had to finish with Bitcoin. And Harry over at Digital X was saying, Bitcoin, if it has the same trajectory as gold, as apparently that's where it's going, if you scale it up to the gold price, we could have Bitcoin in the high 400s. Yes, well, uh, everyone's got their views on Bitcoin, I'm including mine. It's in the uh, Scuddy's view today, so you can go and have a read of that if you're looking at the newsletter as well this afternoon. Uh, yeah, I, I find it interesting that um, a lot of people have been telling me about the, uh, the, the, the uh, currency debasement uh, is a big factor behind mm. that you want to go and avoid the money printing and everything else. And I always thought that there's, uh, there's so many different ways to go and play that. Just you can buy anything that's so no priced in fiat currency and uh, be able to go and offset that. But uh, there seems to be quite a, you know, a punch mm. on to uh, you know, want to go and have that Bitcoin at the moment. Uh, it looks all very hot. A lot of people chasing instant gains and instant gratification from not doing very much. Uh, look, it might work out, but uh, we've all seen instances of this in the past that haven't ended that we, well. I think we've forgotten the original plan. The original plan was means of exchange to circumvent traditional central banks. That's where it started. Now it's just turned into a millennial hotspot or you know roulette wheel casino i.e. speculative risk. It's forgotten all about it. It's supposed to be a means of exchange, except, of course, if you want to go buy Tesla. Yeah, well, it's, uh, look, it certainly had a very good run, so I can see why a lot of people are very excited about it. But, uh, yeah, really interesting to see that this parabolic-like moves. Uh, uh, we'll see what happens. Over the course of, I uh, know, the last decade or so, of course, anyone who's uh, bought the dip, even uh, back mm. in 2017 when you bought the highs, you're doing very well at the moment if you've been holding. So we will see what's coming up. Now, uh, I've been listening to uh, the podcast the last couple of days. Of course, I haven't been around for a variety of different factors but uh, i'm back on now and i'm going to go and take up the challenge i'm going to go and go through the list of who's reporting tomorrow so bear with me i'm going to take a big breath here and have a crack so one two three we'll start off with cleanaway cochlear goodman group ingman's lovisa main pharma medical developments international oracobra pack group platinum investment management qbe senex and smart group there we go nailed it i'll take my little curtsy there thank you very much yes i take it from me he's doing a little curtsy yeah so look i can tell you it's going to be another cracking day on Ausbiz. It's Friday, so don't bother switching off. We're going to be having an absolutely really good day. So we'll be kicking off with Sir Jane, that's the Chief Executive of Urban A's at 8.45. Then we'll be speaking with Rob Stock, the uh, MD from West Farmers, following West Farmers results out today. We'll also speak to Robert Edgley, MD at Selfwealth. Uh, and then we're going to have a panel. Uh, Hans, one of our producers, has got uh, you know, everyone who's, uh, who's who when it comes to bank analysts. So we're speaking to Omkar Joshi, uh, also talking to Stuart Jackson uh, from, uh, from Montgomery Investment Management as well to go and see what's been happening when it comes to the banking side of things. And uh, we'll finish off the day with Dig Howlett, Chief Executive of Cochlear at 3.45. Uh, That's another full schedule coming up. Yeah, look, and then, of course, we'll be followed by the last course. I'm looking forward to going and cracking open a and having a powwow with everyone about the uh, the week that's been. Look, uh, Annette, is there anything on the uh, the radar, the macro sense that we'll be watching tonight? Uh, it's It will be worth looking at retail sales, Aussie, tomorrow for January. So we've just got the employment for January, which s- s- uh, the detail surprise to the upside. So January, of course, played with, you know, assorted lockdowns and reopens. So it's always hard to predict, but I'm expecting a good number. I expect a one handle. One handle, there we go. Well, that's almost as good as the US version overnight, but of course we didn't have <laughs> They the had a five handle we on don't, We don't have the stim like them at the moment, but we're doing better. Anyway, uh, it's going to be a cracking day, so we hope you all have a wonderful evening, and uh, we look forward to going and seeing you bright and early tomorrow morning. Have a good evening. 